Hello and welcome back to Lights, Camera and Life. Hello everyone. I'm Lady. And I'm Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> what are we speaking about today? Uh, we're talking about Past Lives, a 2023 feature film by the Korean-Canadian uh, director Celine Song, which has actually been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, we just spent Sunday evening watching that. Um, what do you think? It's a, it's a good film. It's, yeah. uh, I think, probably one of the better films I've watched in the last six months. I'd okay, say. Yeah, that's good. I think that's it's, good. it's up there. I think Korean cinema. Is, is, it's got a way about <laughs> yeah. it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Na Young, basically, uh, I'm talking about the plot here, and Hei Sung are two childhood sweethearts. Um, the film starts with, you know, showing them playing around together, coming back from school together. Uh, Nayong and her family are deciding to have decided to leave, emigrate from Korea to uh, to the United States. Obviously, to Toronto. To Toronto, yeah, yeah in initially, Canada. and then yeah. Um, obviously, this separates the two. Ha Sung is very distraught because obviously their childhood sweetheart. Uh, they reconnect again twelve years later when she's now a playwright in mm. New York, um, and. But this is only via um, Skype, Skype yeah. or Facebook, Facebook have found yeah. each other. Uh, there's a really meaningful connection. They have a, a flurry of phone calls, but then it abruptly ends. And then there's the third act of the film where they meet in person. Yeah. Um, in New York. A further 12 years later in New York. Uh, so that's now a 24-year gap. And uh, that's where the, 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 the film really goes into some deep notions. And um, I really think earns... Uh, a big praise for me. I yeah. won't lie, it's a really, really good film. So what what did you like most about the film? Oof, um, I'll start with the, the, the filmmaking. It's great. It's mm. it, it, there, The colour palette, there's a colour palette to it that is just, it's flat but poignant at the same time. Um, I like the, the shots in Korea, um, the, the, when they were walking up. The, to their homes, to their homes, the school. Of the school. I think it, 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 there's a, it's nostalgic. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a way it looks is very nostalgic, but at the same time, when it's shot in in the more western settings, um, especially in New York, I feel like it's shot. It, it's almost like seeing the Statue of Liberty for the first time for me okay. as a viewer, and I think that's intentional. There's a there's a vigor that. The, the director's given it. And I think it's shot from the point of view of someone who's an outsider who's come to love this place. There's a view that I get from... How do you think that they're capturing that there? Well, I think it's the... Well, it's the, it's the shots of... It's simple shots of a bridge from a certain angle, mm. but the nighttime, the lights... It's what you remember of a place. I don't yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, I think that the, the filming was done really well. There were very interesting shots. The dialogue is really simple, but really effective. In, in the way um, sometimes you think the film's bordering on the cheesy really the, yeah, where no, did you where did you feel that I think when like for example when she kind of created a ruse to to abruptly end the relationship I didn't quite get the reasoning there but I understood that this was just someone who hadn't figured out mm. her emotions yet yeah so once I understood that I was like okay this makes sense mm. but it draws it back very quickly yeah. and there's a lot of rich context to it um I've rambled here haven't I, I, <laughs> I just, there's just there's so much here but it's so simple what, what did you think for me I think the thing I liked most was the story I think the, yeah. the story was really just the thing that held it yeah. and was simple but actually so 
when you realise what was going on maybe like midway through the film, yeah. you're like, oh, this is actually very strange and complicated and weird. And yeah. I think yeah. in one way, in some ways had maybe like a hundred ways it could turn out. Yeah. And so I think that's where it kept your curiosity. Like, but I always felt that I already knew that this was this film was being made in a really wholesome uh, um, wholesome way. How so? You knew that the ending was going to be. I wholesome. knew that there was. It was more than it just being a, a film that would that wanted scandal. Mm. I think that it wanted uh, a, a deeper connotation yeah. to things. Yeah, it wanted to explore sort of what it means, what love means, and and let let's go into that. Like they talked about Indian a mm. lot and how people who are married have eight thousand layers of Indian, and mm. I, I think it's quite a beautiful, uh, poetic concept. way concept yeah. of saying that you are really, really deeply connected to that person. I have a question for you. Do yeah. you think that we uh, overly romanticize uh, quite simple things as humans, and as a result, we have created this idea of the one or is there something truly that we can't explain or understand that draws you closer to each other because that was one of the conversations they had at the dinner table Arthur and 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 Nora yeah I think that I think the I think love is definitely a I mean it depends on the context of love like if it's sort of relationship love or family love I think um but I think love with a partner obviously is there. There is that connection, and and that connection, I, I guess, is sort of inyan that they're referring to is is different to whilst they're describing it as sort of lots and lots of meetings. You know, what, mm. really, I think that's just a way of describing the depth of the connection being different to everyone else that you have known or met ever. And mm. so I, I think that is a specific thing. And but then also, yeah, I think there is a degree to there is a. To a to a degree, I think we do romanticize it, and actually, a, a lot of love is also a decision to spend your time with someone. Mm. And you know, I guess you could you could make a decision to spend your time and build your life with someone, but without all the eight thousand layers that they were describing, mm. then it would be quite empty and and not very fulfilling. But if you have the right combination of making the decision to live your life with someone and and the feeling of in the under eight thousand brushings and that that's that's the key thing what yeah and you so you've eloqu- uh, you know eloquently said that i think one of the ways that this film um so this is what i really love about it it's not do you remember everywhere everywhere all at once yeah that, i don't know if i've said yeah. that everywhere everything everything everyone. everywhere all every, uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this is what this film wanted to be at certain points. I think. I think this this is the level of of philosophical philosophical thinking it, thinking wanted. it yeah. wanted. Now the reason why I'm saying this is because I think this film didn't go and start throwing out these philosophical questions and then half acidly uh, answering them. Mm. I think it really said that there was a deep connection based on their childhood. I think the concept of childhood memories is very deep. Uh, I think the, the, the nostalgia they both felt, and I think there are parts of it where she said, he reminds me of a time it, when I miss mm. South Korea, he represents that. Mm. And I think that's where she was trying to uh, create a sort of thing in her head where she was like, do I love him or do I miss 
career in the mm. second act. Mm. But I think it, when she got to the, the third act, I think she realised she actually did love mm. him. Mm. And and not just that, the guy flew around the world to see her as well. Yeah. What did you think of that? Yeah, a lot of air miles, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a risky one. Could have come out as creepy. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah, but I think, again, deep down because she loved him. And I think she wanted to see him as well. And maybe she didn't have the right context in, at that time. Because, I mean, you're not going to tell your husband, oh, by the way, I'm going to see my childhood sweetheart in Seoul. Mm. Whereas he was out of this relationship with this girlfriend of his. So mm. I guess that was the time. He, I think he'd always wanted to and she probably always wanted to. But on his side, he... I guess had the desire and had you know an, a single singledom singleness yeah. about him that meant he could. Uh, one thing I loved about it was the um, the use of facial expressions. Yeah, um, very, very mi- minimal dialogue. Very minimal dialogue, but incredibly uh, rich in the way they looked at each other. Mm. The facial expressions. It, I feel like she was always all knowing. There's a way she looked. Yeah, it's so funny because you kind of knew what was going on. I feel Hey Sung was very repressed mm, I think the, I until think, it took a while until he had to smile like you remember when they met in the park for the first time just standing there. and he was just standing there and she came and just hugged him yeah and he didn't know whether to hug her back but I think it took a while until it just yeah. so he's a bit more repressed mm. than she is mm. um, and, but I guess that she also has to set the tone because she's a married woman that's true and he's yeah you know he's got to just follow the lead otherwise it, you could tip in especially when you know you've come to meet someone and you may be pretending like oh yeah i'm just in the area but you yeah. come to see her you gotta you gotta play you make your moves correct otherwise you come across as a proper so creep. let's talk let's talk about that and uh, you know this, this is where the film earns its os- nom- uh, oscar nomination yeah. in the way that it handled that threesome yeah uh, and it, it's it's very rare that you see that done in such an emotionally mature way mm. um what did you think of that whole part like just the scene where they they were in the bar together. Well, I think that's why I liked Arthur's character because he he really was the one that allowed this to to go on for so long yeah. <laughs> because uh, he was he was the I guess the playmaker who could have been like yeah no this isn't really okay mm-hmm. or like you guys meet up but obviously don't come to my house because that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he I think maybe he just wanted his wife to get out of his system or maybe I, I if, maybe if he it. was worried that his wife genuinely was going to leave him we better just get over it get it over and done we, with i think we see the stages yeah. of uh, like that when he's first asking about him yeah and you can see his face he's not happy yeah, yeah. um and then, is he attractive is he, yeah yeah and actually we'll go back to something she says there when we're talking about yeah. like the identity and all of that um but then there's the element of um when he's asking her quite deep existential questions in bed when yeah. they're talking about when they met when they met and if she if he's enough for her yeah. and you can see it's proper worrying him he's, yeah. he's, there's a lot of self-doubt creeping in uh, and i think he comes to, to terms with it and realizes this is what it is mm. but i'm gonna let it get, let it get out of the system and mm. he actually it turns out to be quite a beautiful moment i think in the bar fun. in the bar yeah what did you think of that scene um it was very clever because obviously that was the opening scene as well when you saw it from a yeah, completely different angle. Yeah, exactly. And you were trying to figure out who these people are and you didn't really have any idea. Mm. But then, you know, you play it back and you realise actually from the body language and I think the people who were watching them in the bar wondered whether who they were, yeah, were a couple. What? Yeah, and I actually when you look the at beginning. them again, you realise that Nora and, and Heisung are just eyes on each other the whole time yeah. and, and Arthur's just sort of there not understanding anything that's going on because he doesn't speak the language yeah. Um, so yeah it's a very very clever scene and I think that 
it yeah it's it's interesting how it starts with them trying to translate a bit and keep it all together and then that's it they just, just go into there's stuff that he's just gonna say and it's yeah it's, it's weird that he's there the whole time though it's, it's a very very like i almost feel but that's but uneasy that, thinking yeah, about it it's very it's a very uneasy scene but i i now i look back on it the husband just had to let her do this because mm. if not i think maybe he's thinking she would do this anyway and without him mm. without him so she 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 yeah it's 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 really powerful um and i love the ending where um she has to say goodbye mm. um there's no there's a there's closure but no closure to it as well i think yeah they are they fight. gonna ever speak again is this the last time yeah. i think it was the last time it was the last time to speak them. but i think it's more they had finally said to each other what they really really felt mm. and where he says you're the one that always leaves mm. you know and she says well i'm not that person who i was anymore mm. um and i think it's great i think it's a really really good film yeah what? it's very very poignant i think and just as in some ways a simple concept but it's it's so well thought out in terms of how how they placed each scene and some of the shots. My, I think my favorite shot was in the train in the, through the through the, the side doors yeah. in in the carriage. I think well, it was just very clever. The other notions about um, that I I think are at play in this film are, you know, the duality of uh, I don't want to use the word toxic duality, but sometimes it can. I feel like it feels that way of people who who immigrate, yeah, who have kind of lived their lives in both parts um what do you think about that yeah i think i think a big part of it was her stepping away from her korean well not her career but stepping away from her time in korea and i think allowing Sung back into her life one of a better phrase i think was quite difficult for her because she just i it, i got the sense that she'd worked quite hard to step away from that side of her identity mm. being being an american now or being Canadian. Well, we we sort of mentioned it. Like, uh, I I think that the, what the director was doing here was, you know, when she said in the bathroom when he was they were having that conversation, yeah. like, I'm too Korean for here, but too English for Korea, mm. and that's why I I, I use that term toxic duality, mm. where you're kind of a beast of no nation. Quite lost. It's yeah. quite lost, and that's the central theme i feel like even when they're sat that you know they're, they're, her and arthur are laying in bed mm. deliberating on what to eat mm. she's kind of face up looking mm. at the uh, you know at the ceiling there's a sense that there's just a deep loss there which i think is what the director is saying that when you are torn away from your, a place that you've grown up to to a certain age uh you always do feel it yeah, she know you didn't get the sense that she was happy and or deeply happy. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, just I think she seems to be just sort of going about the motions, but she didn't seem to have. She always seemed to be looking for something. Yeah, yeah. There, there's always there's also the degradation of uh, her dreams. You know, it was a noble. He mm. actually cleverly pointed out though. You wanted to do a no be a Nobel Prize yeah, then. Then yeah. when I met you twelve years as a Pulitzer, yeah. and now she's like, oh, just a Tony. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was really good. Yeah, and then you wonder how much of that is due to her relationship with Arthur. Yeah, you don't you don't know. Is it coincidental? Yeah, that since she's married, she's kind of her ambitions. So she stopped thinking about her ambitions. You just you don't know. You don't yeah, know. I think in the second act of the film, that when when she actually, I think she had a bit of an identity crisis. 
In the, in which part? The part where um, she found him on Facebook and mm. then they started talking. Mm. I think that element of when you... Immigration kind of, kind of creates reinvention. Mm. And, you know, you've created a life for yourself. You feel like you are now a better version. Mm. And then suddenly she meets him and then there's this clash of, oh, wow, you know, I've not... Someone home. who knew me, who knew who knew, me well. Who knew then. me well and knows beyond this facade. I guess you always worry, oh, like... Would they say that I'm still the same person or that I'm fake or... Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, and that's still... Remember you, the Chamanda book, mm, uh, Americana, Americana yeah. references that sort of thing mm. quite well in an like, African or Nigerian mm. setting. Mm. So I thought that that was really, really played well. Um, I think that... how the, it, wanted to, I wanted to have a big philosophical conversation here before we, we, we round up, as in... Do you think this is the same if you're emigrating to a country that's at the same economic standing as an as as the country you came from? No. Or is this a thing that happens because we are, you know, someone tries to go somewhere to earn more money, be better, and therefore it just leads of a stripping of who you are or where you're from and as a result it just creates this toxic duality? I think if you're if you're emigrating for sort of economic or opportunity reasons, then it's going to be very hard to not perceive the place that you've came from come from as as, as, as yeah as not expand as on that because I think that's really interesting. It's, it's just it's very hard to not do that. You know, you're if you're going somewhere under the premise that you're going to be able to earn more or you're going to be able to have more opportunity to be who you want to be or be free or be away from, you know, oppression, whether it's racism or religion or, you know, there's, it's going to be very... I, I find it very hard to imagine that you can still look at the country you're leaving as, oh, oh it was just good, but not for me. <laughs> like, oh. you know, that I think that's very hard unless you're... They, they really are kind of economically or equal or equal in terms of opportunity. Oh. Otherwise, why, why are you yeah. going? And I don't know whether it's just me, but when I see people from, say, other parts of Europe, especially big... Uh, economically prosperous type parts mm. of Europe that come to the UK they, they, they very rarely want to change or they're very proud of where they're from I don't know why yeah. yeah it's a it's it's there's a less urgency if I could use that word well it's, to... it's a generalization for sure yeah that's true yeah but I, I it's it's true I think I think that's just the harsh reality that it, you know if, if you're leaving your country for a push factor I think then there's you, there's going to be a negative tinge always I know, know. I, so so for example I think there's an element of um maybe even what I was saying that the UK is kind of the beacon of a lot of places because of you might be from a rich country, but you don't know how to speak English. Mm. And because English is such a worldwide thing, mm. there's an inferiority complex that comes in there yeah. about wanting to speak English. Mm. So therefore Unless you, you're one of the other massive languages like Mandarin or Mand- I know, exactly. Russian, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or Spanish, yeah, or Spanish where it's from. Then. But yeah, it's just what, why I was talking about this is I think that the economic gradient is what kind of fuels a lot of these feelings um and that i feel like if it was if there was less of a gradient you wouldn't have this sort of feeling the toxic it's, duality it's probably economic but also opportunity especially if you're at the age of education and if you're move if you're emigrating somewhere where it's almost you know going to be a rite of passage that you'll be able to reach higher education say without having to remortgage your whole house to do it or you know if you if you're a citizen of a country say like UK or Canada or, or America where mm. you can you know whether it's through scholarship or through student loans you, yeah. you you will go to university and get a higher education then it's 
I guess that still counts as economic in the long term because it will change your jobs job prospects. But mm. yeah, I think I think the opportunity thing is big. And if yeah. if you're leaving somewhere where it feels like you're not able to achieve what you want to, then yeah, you're you're going to look back on it with a negative tinge. Of it. It's almost impossible not to. Final thoughts. Um, very very simple. It's a very elegant film. I think that's a yeah. weird. It's a weird way to describe yeah. a film. It's very elegant, and I think quite it left it's quite heartbreaking actually it's quite heartbreaking oh, uh, yes yeah, absolutely r- really it was a film of someone who it was an identity film basically not mm-hmm. it was for me it was less of a love story and more of an identity film mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah 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 for for all of them for arthur you know for for nora and i think for hasting it was all it was all about who they really see who themselves they really as. see themselves as yeah. yeah yeah very good film yeah um for me, it's a it's a gentle, loving film uh, with really deep meditations on identity, on love, on connection, mm-hmm. what that really means. I think nostalgia is a big thing. The film's bittersweet for me, and I think that's what nostalgia is. Yeah. Like, the longing, the, the further something is away in your mind, you sort of remove it, you see it through rose-tinted glasses, It's you remember it in a really strong, bitter, it's a really strong emotion. I love the colour palettes of that's used throughout the film. I love the shots. There's a particular shot where, you know, they kind of... I love that, the heartbreak cafe with the boys. Um, there's just <laughs> yeah. the way that, that whole... Yeah. Yeah, I love the, 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 the way it looked. Uh, there's a scene where the camera pond, uh, puts uh, sort of pans to the pond. And it's good to see boys being fairly open about open their about emotions. Open about their emotions. About, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's a, that's yeah. a really good point. Um, I love the shots of the bridge. Uh, New York um, I love that part where it's like they're on it and it's just like oh it's turned out it's turned she's turned her back on us mm. um, the facial expressions are, are really you know are used really powerfully it's rich in subtext um, uh, and I think it's a great great ending um, I love how you know just these are really really simple films this is how you know a film is is, is made well that the nothing the yeah, stripped, yeah it's like it's not, nothing great has happened mm-hmm. here it's just people meeting each other yeah but looking at each and other looking at each other <laughs> and being uncomfortable around each other yeah. and awkward yeah but you've just created quite a moving i'll call it a masterpiece but a moving moving film yeah uh about love um i'd say a bit of loss and yeah very strong meditation on, and growing on, up and growing up and yeah and, yeah, and identity can't uh, play on the statue for the rest yeah. of your life it's very very mature yeah very mature what would you give it out of 10 i'm gonna go up to 8.75 uh, so explain <laughs> to me how do, where do you get the the 0.25 that leaves well, I was off a nine go, where, yeah. well, why is it lost that um Okay, fine, nine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> what are you going to give it? Um, do you know what? It reminds me of films, uh, the, the Boyhood. I don't know if you've ever seen that by Richard Lank- I don't Lanklater. Think so. um, yeah, it has a certain vibe to it of like some of the greats. I give it a nine as well. Um, I not, love an 8.75. Com- not an 8.75. Not an 8.75. I was going to 8.78. Um, but it's a great, great film. I think it's really simple. Um, yeah. Korean movies are, but you know she's Korean Canadian, so so maybe Korean Canadian films are, mm. are are brilliant. But yeah, just, I could, just a film. Yeah, just I, a- I I enjoyed it a lot.
I think definitely give it a watch. Um, and as always, it would be great to hear your thoughts. You know, are we seeing the film in the way that you're seeing the film? Does it mean something completely different to you? Yeah. Maybe you're Korean and actually you can give us a whole different insight into what's really going on here. We'd love to hear. And um, yeah, we've got some other stuff cooking up, you know, some of the other Oscar nominations, which we'll be talking about. Uh, but yeah, as, uh, as Lady said, uh, get involved on Lights, Camera and Life. Thank you. Bye. Bye.